Welcome and thank you for listening to the Okuo Church Podcast. We exist so that people will be in community with Jesus and one another. We'll do that by listening to God, loving people, leading by empowering others, and linking to our community. We hope you enjoy it. Hello, Okuo. I'm so glad to be back with you once again so we can continue in this series called Inspect Yourself. So as you would imagine, a series called Inspect Yourself, we're gonna spend some time in this doing all kinds of introspection. And I think that's what we've been doing over the last six weeks or so. We've been looking at ourselves through the lens of how God put us together and how we have been given even more because of Jesus. In addition to that, we have been taking a look at what we have and we are looking at how we can use what we have for something greater than ourselves. And today, will be no different. So before we get into this any further, let me just go ahead and, and, and pray for, for what we have going on here. So Jesus, we, we just ask that you'd be speaking to us today. We ask that you would show us how we are put together and how we can serve you in the absolute best way possible. We thank you for everything, Jesus, and we love you. And we pray these things in your name. Amen. So over the last week while preparing for this message, I've been thinking a lot about a movie but not just any movie, a classic, one that will go down in history as one of the greatest movies of all time. The 1985 classic, Back to the Future. Yeah, that's right, Back to the Future. Now to fully discuss it, I feel like I need to like really get into the mood and get into the, the vibe of this. So let me just like get this on real quick and you know, feel like I'm Marty McFly for a second. <sighs> okay, here we go. So here's the breakdown of the movie. Teenager, Marty McFly, paid, played by Michael J. Fox, is thrown back into the 1950s when an experiment by his eccentric scientist friend, Doc Brown, played by Christopher Lloyd, goes off the rails. It fails, right? Marty travels through time in a modified DeLorean car, and along the way, he sees young versions of his parents, and Marty must make sure that they fall in love or he's going to cease to exist. And on top of all that, Marty has to return to his own time and then save Doc Brown's life. Crazy, amazing, one of my favorites. That's a basic overview of it. Now, one of my favorite parts of the movie is when they actually do the time traveling, right? The way that they do it is that Marty gets into the DeLorean and has to make it go 88 miles an hour. And when you go 88 miles an hour, that's when you see some serious stuff happen. But when they get there and hit the 88 miles an hour, it produces 1.21 gigawatts of power and then they are sent through the time, to the time that they have chosen. And at that point, they deal with something that is not of this world, right? They go to a place that is totally different, but no one would really know that because the DeLorean is gone. It has disappeared. All the evidence of the car is gone, except for one thing. Every time the car travels through time, it leaves two rows of fire behind it. And every time the car interacts with something outside of their world, there is a fire. It's a signal to everything around it that something special happened right there. Now, for the last few weeks, we've learned about how God has created us. We learned that we are blessed, filled with the Spirit, placed in new roles, and fueled with the right thing. So when we start to interact with all these things, we're in community with something outside of this world. We're in community with something far greater than anything that's here on this planet. 
Now, these are some of the ways that we are interacting with a place that is beyond what we can see. And when we do this, it can lead to an amazing adventure for us, right? Just like with Marty. But there is more to it than just the amazing experience we have while traveling through time and space. Just like the DeLorean time machine, there is something left behind for the world to know that we are interacting with something far greater than us. There's a fire that is left in our wake. When that fire goes out, there are scorch marks on the ground. There is evidence that God has moved through us in the places we have been. And we're actually gonna take a look at how the Apostle Paul breaks this down in a letter God inspired him to write to his friends in the church at Ephesus. Now remember, last week we read that Paul was explaining how God loves us in a way we can never fully understand because it's way too big. He explained how the things God can do through us are infinitely more than we could ever imagine them to be. So that's what Paul talked about last week. This week, Paul shows us how we can leave lasting marks on the earth, scorch marks, in a good way. Here's what Paul starts it off with. Therefore, I, a prisoner of the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. So we can see here, therefore, is how Paul kicks this section off. He's basically saying, because of all the things I've walked you through in this letter, for us, for us here to Kuo, because of everything we've talked about over the last six weeks, Paul has something for us today, right now. Everything that has come before this, all the love, all the blessings, all the abilities, the infinite love, right? It's all prompting Paul to write this one phrase, that we have to walk worthy of our calling. You have been given calling. I have been given a calling by God. So we need to walk our lives in a way that is worthy of that calling. And this is the way we should be leading our lives, walking worthy of our calling. And that sounds awesome, right? I'm all for it. I agree. I should be walking in a way that my calling is matched. This is the way that we are supposed to be doing things. But the question that always pops up when I read this is what is my calling? Like, is it the, the job that I do? Is it the family I have? I mean, I was called to lead them, right? Is it my neighborhood? Am I supposed to be doing these things in certain ways? What is my calling? Well, theologian Dr. David R. Anderson explains what he thinks our calling is in his book, Position and Condition. He writes, this high calling in Christ Jesus is that God has selected us to be a part of an elite group of troops of special people, a holy people, a kingdom of priests, but sent as missiles into a dark world not to destroy it, but to heal it and to light it up. So we've been called to share with this world the gospel of Jesus. We are called to let everyone know who Jesus is. It's the good news for the world. Now, I've said this a few times in sermons, but I'm going to say it again because we need to make sure that we are so clear on what the gospel is. So here it is. Jesus, God in human form, came down to the earth. He was human, just like you and me. He was tempted. He felt frustration. He felt despair. All the same things that we feel about this world. 
However, he lived a life completely without sin. He is one person that lived a life worthy of hanging out in heaven for all of eternity. But here's what happened. Jesus laid his life down to become the perfect sacrifice for us, for all the ways we sinned. He experienced torture up on that cross and gave away his life for all of us so we could avoid an eternity of torture, so we could experience God's grace. All we have to do to access the grace is listen to the message that he left behind for his disciples and eventually us. All we have to do is simply believe that Jesus did all of that for us to receive that grace. And by receiving that grace, our identity changes. We are turned into God's masterpiece. We become worthy. We tap into infinite love. That's the long version. Here's the short one. Jesus died to save us from our sins. And when we believe, we experience a life and eternity with God. When we believe, there are scorch marks behind us. This is what we should be sharing with people. The fire that we leave behind on this earth shouldn't be something that is destroying people. The fire that we leave behind on this earth should be restoring people. This is the calling we've been given. Now, by the way, in all of this, Paul isn't saying this is a requirement. Paul isn't ordering you to do this, right? Paul is begging you to do this. Paul is back to the posture he had in the last chapter that we talked about last week, right? Paul is on his knees. He's thinking of you. He's praying for you. He is submitting himself before you. And now Paul is begging you, begging you to lead a life worthy of your calling. The calling being what was put on your life when you started to believe in Jesus. And guys, this is a volunteer position. You don't have to do it. But if you do, once you cross that line, it'll never be the same again. Just like when Marty went back in time, he went back, back in time, then he went to the future, then way back into the past, into the Old West for some reason. Same thing for us. Once we are in, it's gonna lead to more adventures for us. And sure, things can get scary. They can feel like it's overwhelming but you would get to be one of the few people that get to interact with something outside of this world, something outside of what we can see in front of us. You will get to do infinitely more than what you ever could imagine if you do that, if you volunteer for this calling. And I hope you are with me on that because I, I, I'm volunteering. My hope is that here at Akua, we are known as a group of people that is interacting with the world and helping them catch fire, to catch a genuine love, to catch real healing. I want us to be interacting with God the Father and Jesus through the Holy Spirit so much that people are drawn to us. I want it to be like the story in the Jewish scripture of Moses in the burning bush. Here's what it says. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him, Moses, in a blazing fire from the middle of the bush. Moses stared in amazement. Though the bush was engulfed in flames, it didn't burn up. This is amazing, Moses said to himself. Why isn't that bush burning up? I must go see it. So hopefully we are covered and surrounded by this fire that is coming from another world. And through that, people will see it and say, I must go and see that. 
I must understand what is happening in this person's life that creates all this fire. A fire that doesn't burn them down, but a fire that actually makes them better. Paul wants that for you too. So he explains what we need to do, what you need to do for that to happen. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. For there is one body and one spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is over all, in all, and living through all. This is what you do to walk worthy of the calling you have been given. First, you have to be humble. And being humble is not about devaluing yourself. It's not about putting yourself down, being quiet, sitting in the corner. It's not even about running away from the spotlight. Being humble is more about raising other people up making sure that the people next to you are being praised just as much, if sometimes more, than what you are. Making sure that your coworkers are getting credit for the work that is getting done. Making sure that your spouse knows that they are appreciated for all the ways that your house is like together, right? So right now, I wanna stop and just make sure that people are getting some shine. I wanna thank a couple of people. First, Abel and Alyssa for being amazing in what they do and how they are always doing their best to leverage everything that we have here to Kulam to make the best stuff for you and for your kids. There isn't perfection and that's not expected, but they are always improving, both of them. They both look to get better all the time, so thank you two for being the right people to serve here with me in this capacity here at Kulam. I love you a ton. Now, for all of us, I will say that a public proclamation always goes a long way. So a social media post about a friend or family member, significant other, or anyone that you love will definitely go a long way. So I wanna encourage you to show that kind of humility in that way by lifting somebody else up. Now the other ones are be patient and, and gentle. I wanna combine these two. And both of these can actually be pretty tough to be gentle you have to lay something out that doesn't, you know, you have to be able to lay something out that doesn't mean you throw away your strength, right? It means that you withhold your strength. It doesn't mean you're not strong, you withhold it. This is the opposite of being assertive or rude. This is about having your emotions under control, but it does not suggest weakness. This is strength under control, gentleness. The patient part actually has a lot to do with this. It's pretty easy to understand, but it's always tough to put into practice, right? Patience is having a demeanor in this sense that never gives up. Doing your best to endure to the end when things get tough, it is self-restraint. This is not about doing nothing. This is doing the right thing at the right time. If we can do all of those things, then we can be united with peace, which is what Paul has been hoping for us this entire time. I feel like multiple times throughout the series, he wants the believers in Jesus to be unified, not fighting against each other, but fighting against a power that is doing everything it can to take us out, which is something we will be talking about a lot more in depth in a few weeks. We will make this peaceful unity because it's the right thing to do. We will make this peaceful unity because we are part of this one body. 
that is run by one spirit that is giving us a glorious hope for the future. We don't do this because we are required to, but because of our faith, our faith in our Lord Jesus, our faith in God the Father, our faith in the Holy Spirit that lives within us, our faith in the triune God, which is the three-in-one God, the Holy Trinity, our faith in the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit leads us to do more. Not because we're bound to, not because our arms are like getting twisted, but because of our love for God and the infinite love and grace that we are given by God. That is why we do it. Because we have the same Jesus connecting us all. Now let's see how Paul continues to show us how we will live this out. However, he has given each one of us a special gift through that generosity of Christ. That is why the scriptures say when he ascended to the heights, he led a crowd of captives and gave gifts to his people. Notice that it says he ascended. This clearly means that Christ also descended to our lowly world. And the same one who descended is the one who ascended higher than all the heavens so that he might fill the entire universe with himself. Now, these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. So here's Paul explaining once again in this letter that we get all these abilities to be unified and to walk worthy of our calling because of Jesus. Jesus did the hard work. He descended and ascended and filled the whole universe infinitely. By doing that, he won the battle. He won the war. He is the victor. Because of that, he hands out all the spoils of the battle. He gives it to us. And with that, Jesus gives us a handful of roles that we can live out in our lives, ways that we can walk worthy of our calling, being apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. And so we covered what apostles and prophets were a couple weeks ago, right? Apostles are people who saw the resurrected Jesus with their own eyes and got specific instruction from him. And then after they saw Jesus, there were miraculous signs that accompanied their ministry and they also got special revelation from God, right? They were able to hear very specific things. Then prophets are people that get words and visions from God. And when it comes to evangelists, they are people that are engaged in spreading the gospel, the good news of Jesus in any level. Then you have the pastors and the teachers, and notice how these two things aren't separated. There is a connection between these two roles, even though they are different. So in this, pastoring has to do with like comforting and guiding a group while teaching is just that. It's instructing people in the ways of God. And the way the kingdom is set up doesn't mean that a person is confined to one role or another. Remember, God will do infinitely more in us than we can ever imagine because he loves us infinitely. And because we have the Holy Spirit within us, it can choose to do whatever it wants, whenever it wants. So you could be a prophet one day, an evangelist the next, all while being a pastor and teacher every other day. Akuo, I'm your pastor, and I want to care for you the best I can. 
I'm also the main teacher here, so I'm doing my best to teach you all the ways of God. But I want you to know this. If I'm falling short in how I'm serving you, please come and let me know. Let me know how I can do better by you. I want to make sure that we are unified here at Akuo. I want to make sure that we are in community with Jesus and one another. Really, I want to make sure that you are moving at 88 miles an hour so you can generate the necessary 1.21 gigawatts needed to travel through space and time. I want you to be able to leave your mark here on the earth through the Father and the Son by accessing the Holy Spirit that lives within you. None of us are going to leave our mark on the earth unless we have the power moving within us and we're going the correct speed. And guys, it's okay if you're not going this fast. It's okay if you don't have this much power moving in you. But if you don't have either one of these happening, you won't be able to leave the mark on this earth that God has called you to. So if you need help with this, talk with someone. Talk with someone in your community group. This is part of the importance of having a community around you. Or come and talk with me. That's part of me being a pastor and a teacher here. The thing to remember while you are trying to figure out your role and move at this speed with this power is that it isn't about finding the new thing that you're good at. This isn't about developing a new talent. Remember, we were put together in a very specific way to be exactly who we are. So think about this. Ask yourself a couple of questions. Ask, ask yourself, what, are you, what am I good at? What am I good at right now? What things am I an expert in? How can I leverage those things into something useful for God? You should start with these questions right there. Don't worry about the new thing. Don't worry about something outside of who you are. Start with your God-given strengths. Start there and then move out from there, right? Like for, for me, I can edit a video. I can read from a teleprompter and I can appear to be competent in front of a camera, right? That came in handy. It still comes in handy, but it especially came in handy while starting this church in the middle of a global pandemic. And it was through those random skills that we have been able, in part, to build a community. Now, I'm having to lean into all kinds of other ways that the Holy Spirit is working so this community can continue to thrive. And I want the same thing for you. I want you to be leaning into the Spirit so you can continue to leave your mark through God on this earth. But some of us listening right now might not have a connection to the infinite power or love of this world. You might not have the connection to all of these skills and abilities. You might not believe in Jesus. And if that's you, first off, thank you for listening to this. I'm grateful that you're willing to spend some time with us here today. But if you want more than what you have right now, if you would like to be a part of the eternal plan that God has, if you would like to better understand what it feels like to be infinitely loved, if you would like to better understand what it is like to walk worthy of your calling, then I'd like to help you walk through receiving that. To do that, all you have to do is have a conversation with Jesus and let him know what you believe. Let him know that you believe in him. And what I wanna do right now is lead you in that conversation. And what I'm gonna do is ask all of the Akuo community to pray along with you. 
Because here at Akua Church, no one ever has to pray alone. You always have a community there with you by your side. So if you want to confirm your belief in Jesus, just go ahead and say something like this between you and him. Just say, Jesus, I believe. I believe in you and what you did here on this earth. Today, the best way I know how, I give you my life. Amen. Now, for the rest of us believers, whether you've believed in Jesus for the last four seconds or the last four decades, I want you to do something. I want you to have a moment to talk with God. I want you to ask him a simple question. And then after you ask that question, I'm gonna give you a minute to just allow you to have a moment with God, just to sit there with him. So here's the question I want you to ask. Just ask, God, can you let me see the strengths you have given me so I can walk worthy of my call? Thank you all so much for being a part of this today. Before we go, there are a few things I'd like to share with you. The first thing I wanna talk about are our community groups. We talk about them every single week because they are so important to what we are doing here to call. We wanna make sure we are in community with Jesus and one another, right? We exist for that, and community groups is the one another part of that, right? We can come to church and pray and listen to the Lord on Sundays and throughout the week, but the one another part is when we get to meet together in community groups. And one of the groups I wanna put a spotlight on this week is the Good Samaritan Group. They meet up once a month on a Saturday, and the next one is happening this coming Saturday from 5 to 7 p.m. The group will be doing their best to be the hands and feet of Jesus. And this group will help within the community by doing 
all kinds of different projects, like tree trimmings, small repairs, lawn service, and, and, and maybe even like fix a car, you know, they, low level stuff. And this Saturday, the meeting will be there to plan their next project, hang out, and have a small devotional. So if you are interested in joining this group, go to akuo.church slash community to get signed up for that. Now, I get it. This might not be the group for you. You might not be very handy. You might not do great with, with, with all kinds of stuff like that. That's okay. We have all kinds of other groups for you that will fit you and your life. And you can see all those groups that we currently have available at akuo.church slash community. And guys, I say this all the time because I know it's true. Joining one of these groups might be the best thing that you do here at Akuo after getting to know Jesus, right? And accepting the gospel. Now, the next thing I wanna talk about is a big event that we have coming up in just a few weeks. It's our third annual Trunk or Treat. Guys, I'm so fired up for this. This is gonna happen on Saturday, October the 29th from 3 to 6 p.m. in the parking lot outside the church. We would love to have you be a part of this. You could help us with making sure cars get in and out of our parking lot safely. You could have your own trunk available to hand out candy that you get decorated and have all kinds of fun. You could help us set things up or tear them down. You could also donate candy or put money toward the supplies we will need for this event. To sign up for any of these things, you can go to our website or you can scan the QR code that we have on the screen right now. Uh, on our site, you can go online to akuo.church slash sign up to get signed up for this event. Now, if you're looking to drop off candy, you'll be collecting it at church on October the 16th. We cannot wait to link to our community for this event alongside you. It's so much fun. Again, favorite part of the year. And the next thing I'd like to talk to you about is the ways that we are sacrificially generous here. Cool. We can't do trunk or treat without you guys being generous. So I just want to Thank y'all for doing that. And I don't care how you're doing. I just want you to make sure that you are listening to God to see how much, if any, he wants you to be generous. Again, this isn't a requirement. This is something that you do out of something else, out of understanding the love that you are given and overflowing into this. Now, if you aren't sure where to start, one of the many ways that you can express your generosity here to Kuo is through the biblical method of generosity called tithing, which means giving a first fruit, 10% offering to the storehouse, which is your local church. That could be where you start. Now, sacrificial giving might not be a possibility for you right now. Things might be really tough for you and your family, and that's okay. If things are tough for you right now, please allow us to be helping you right now. That's why the church exists, is for us to be getting into community with one another. And this is how we can be doing that. We, can, we want to be linked to you during your tough time. So if you need anything at all, please reach out to us. Or if you know someone that needs help, let us know. All you have to do is go to our website, akuo.church, and click on the Contact Us link. You can also send an email to us at help at akuo.church, or you can call or text the church at 210-901-8785. But if you are willing to give here at Akuo, the way that you can do that is by going to our website, akuo.church. And when you get there, all you have to do is click on the giving link and follow the instructions. We also have our text to give option available for you all. For that, all you have to do is text AKUO, A-K-O-U-O, in the dollar amount you want to give to the number 77977. Now, if you don't want to give electronically, we also have our P.O. box available if you would like to send your gift through a check. For that, all you have to do is mail that check to AKUO at P.O. box 100-125, San Antonio, Texas, 78201. 
All right, guys, that's all that I have for you today. I just want you to know that I love and appreciate all of you, and our Kuo team will be praying for you now, and we will continue to pray for you all week long. So before we go, let me just pray over you one last time. So Jesus, I ask that as, as these folks turn off their computers and put away their phones and put away their tablets, Lord, I, I pray that you would be with them. I pray that you would be speaking to them, and I pray that you would show them the ways that they can be walking a worthy life for you, Lord. I pray that through your infinite love and grace, they would understand the way that they can affect their families, affect their neighborhoods, and affect our city. Thank you for all of these things, Lord. We love you. And we pray these things in your name, Jesus. Amen. All right, that's all that we have for you this week. We'll see you at a community group. Thanks for spending time with us today. You can find this message and any recent sermon available on demand at our website, akuo.church. That's A-K-O-U-O dot church. Also, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching Akuo Church. Welcome to the community. We hope to hear from you soon.